0: So there are apps that will help us with this, planning apps that will allow us to lay out our gallery ahead of time, plan our grid, but also our captions, even our hashtags if we want. I know some super organized Instagram people who have their entire gallery plotted out every month in advance. And of course, there are more seats of their pants type people who I would definitely count myself amongst, who are just making it up as they go along. But we are all doing that process, however it looks for us, in one of these planning apps just to ensure that we've checked for any problems before we go ahead and set our posts live. So my planning grid probably has about five to 10 days of content loosely placed within it. When I'm posting regularly, they're all there, they're all slotted up, ready to go. And they move around, I reshuffle them, some get bumped forwards and backwards, some get abandoned altogether. And I add in more relevant, maybe new photographs I'm taking day by day but it's there. It's there for a sick day, for a quiet day, for a day when nothing else works. I have my little plan. I would never ever post anymore without checking how my image is going to look alongside the rest of my grid first. The app I used to use to plan stopped working for a while and I tried and it reminded me of how much stress that introduces to the whole idea of posting to Instagram. If any of you have ever uploaded a picture, then seen how it looks on your grid and hated it and immediately deleted it, then you maybe know what I'm talking about. Again, in the course notes, it's probably easier to recognize this visually. I share an unplanned version of my grid versus a planned version of my grid and immediately you can see what I'm talking about. Now, all of this being said, you don't have to sacrifice all spontaneity, all authenticity in your feed. When something needs to be shared right away, you just change your grid plan to fit it. But a lot of the time, we're taking pictures that are actually relevant for a longer time frame. The Insta of Instagram is kind of a myth these days, and so we can choose to post what feels right for us in the moment. One of the students of the Insta retreat a couple of years ago, Michelle, said something really nice about how this process worked for her that I've included. She said, week four, planning the gallery has really got me thinking. When I first read the module about planning apps, I instantly thought, no, this isn't for me. It won't work but I've committed to this course because I want to grow and I trust Sarah, otherwise I wouldn't be here. So I kept thinking about it and I decided to have a go. I picked Unum to start with, which is one of the apps since it was highest rated of the free apps. I resisted the idea of planning a lot because my thing is all about tiny moments, those moments that fill the spaces between everything else that is often big and harried. I'm interested in sharing quiet, thoughtful moments, moments as they are, so I don't style much, if at all. My work is very much about right now, and I usually post images that I take on that particular day, though occasionally post from a day or two previous. I've never planned it out. I thought, how could I possibly do that and still remain authentic to my work, which all centers around being present? But I have to tell you, this planning thing, looking at my gallery and recording captions ahead of time, is Completely rocking my world. I still have some figuring out to do how to balance the planning with feeling authentic to the experience of a given moment, but I'm feeling like this just might work for me. Talk about an eye opener. And I include that just because I think she speaks to a lot of what some of us feel when we first hear about this if we've not planned it out before. And I'm aware some of you listening will be like, Of course, I plan my gallery, I've always planned it, but not everybody does. The aim then when we're planning is to just create that balanced gallery look where one picture moves fluidly into the next. We want that variety, we want interest, but we don't want anything that's going to jar or detract from the overall message of our grid. I really like to consider how posts line up with one another as well. So trying to avoid placing things too similar side by side or so that they don't sit one one on top of the other unless you've got a particular aesthetic reason for that. It's worth keeping in mind that the Instagram grid doesn't move posts along quite as you might expect because it always aligns to the top of your feed and not the bottom. If you've got a non-mathematical brain like I have, this can be a bit confusing to predict. Instagram planning apps all buffer this in the same way so you don't have to jump through any mental hoops to work out what's going to sit where. You can pay attention to colour, to subject, angle, shape, location, light, negative space Generally, the human eye prefers these things to be spaced out and balanced, and you get better at seeing this the more time you spend looking at it and thinking about it. So a really, really simple way to get started is to go for the checkerboard approach. That is literally just alternating between two very obvious variables. So you might have light and dark shots. Post a light one, post a dark one, post a light one, post a dark one. You could do it with two different strong colors. It could be indoor and outdoor shots. It could be portraits and landscapes. It could be quotes and photographs. Because Instagram displays three squares to a row at the moment, let's hope they're not changing it anytime soon, it means that the images are going to alternate horizontally and vertically and it creates a sort of rhythm that's really easy to stick to and it means nothing is ever going to line up incorrectly. It gives you that kind of gentle repetition and diagonal lines which I think draw our eye down and it encourages people to scroll and to click and to spend more time diving into our work. Sometimes you might notice that your gallery page feels a bit off balance and it can be hard to put your finger on why. So I'm going to share with you a few of the ways I problem solve it in my own gallery if it's bothering me that might be helpful to you. Inconsistent editing. So Often only when we actually get the images side by side into the grid that we can see the variances or maybe the inconsistencies in our white balance or in the level of grain or saturation. So if you're noticing this, just make sure you're checking and you're planning out first to see how things look together. Clustered tones, which is when a colour or maybe just a tonal variety isn't spaced out through the gallery and it all sort of clumps together in one part, usually off to one side and makes the whole thing feel unbalanced. Side-by-side matches drive my brain crazy when two pictures with the same subject or background or colour or angle are placed either beside one another or on top of one another. I find my eye is just really drawn to that area of the screen, which can be great if that's your intention, like pulling attention to a certain image. But it's less good if you're trying to get people to explore your whole gallery. If in doubt, I always say just drop a few potential images into your planning app, move them around figure out what arrangement feels most visually pleasing. Just follow your instinct, whatever feels right, whatever is good on first sight is good enough. It's not about massively overthinking it. And of course, when you've not got the time or the pictures available to make it perfect, then let it go. Just post anyway. Get back on track when your life and your work allows you to give this some consideration again. It's not that we're going to lose anything by employing this tactic. You're not going to lose followers. You're just going to grow more quickly if you can. It's worth mentioning here as well, scheduling apps. There are two types of scheduling apps available for Instagram. Those that allow you to plan ahead and perhaps send you a reminder to tell you to post at a particular time. And those that post automatically on your behalf. The latter are only available to business accounts. And they can be useful for certain occasions. So maybe you're not able to post, but you've got a consistent posting schedule and you don't want to break it. The thing I caution with is don't rely on automatic posting as your regular Instagram behavior. There's a kind of cardinal Instagram rule, which is don't post and run. You know, some platforms like Twitter, this is okay. You can just drop a post, dash off, go and do something else. And you come back and you see all the engagement that you missed. Instagram is just not really wired like this. And so always to get the best engagement, the best visibility for your posts, it's going to be best to spend at least 10 minutes immediately after you post to engage with people online. And we're going to cover all of how we do that in much more depth in one of the later lessons. So if it's super important to you that you post at the same time regularly, and we're going to talk about that in a later week as well, then I would recommend maybe choosing an app that reminds you or you could just set an alarm in your phone, but don't rely on something to do it on your behalf because you're going to be missing out on that crucial window of engagement and connection. Some of the apps then I recommend for planning. Planly, Plan with two Ends, Later, Mosaico, which is what I personally use, and I know a lot of people enjoy Num. I think that's what it's called some of them need a web connection in order to use your pictures and some of them you can use offline so if that's a factor for you just check that out before you do it or alternatively you should if you've got an iphone just be able to make a new album in your photo library and drag the pictures you want into there and kind of drag and drop and arrange them and you could write the captions and hashtags into your phone notes instead of straight into an app one of my favorite things about these apps i know Mazego that i use definitely has this is something called ghost mode, which allows you to see what your grid would look like if you deleted a post. It also has something they call hashtag clouds, where you can stockpile hashtags under different topics and add them to your post with a single click. One final thing to mention is the mosaic type grids, where it's one large image and split into individual posts that someone posts across their grid. You might have seen these. I share some examples in the course notes. There's a lot of impact with these kind of profiles. You land on the page and it's really visually striking and it can be a good way to showcase a different style or if you've got a larger, more ongoing project. They do have a real wow factor for the gallery view and I think that has an impact in growing followers. The downside comes afterwards because when those posts appear individually in your followers' feeds, they don't tend to make a lot of sense. They're very fragmented, maybe even a bit nonsensical And so they tend to get fewer likes and less comments, less engagement. This has impact then in how many people are attracted to your gallery page to begin with, because that is all about engagement. So if your posts are underperforming with the people who follow you, you are less likely to appear to people who don't follow you, which means fewer people are ever going to get to see that amazing mosaic grid you've been working on obviously followers and stats aren't everything your grid is your own creative space so you've got to weigh it up and decide what you want to convey but I know some of you will ask about this so I wanted to make sure I covered it here I've linked to a couple of apps in the course notes if you want to check out how you set one of these galleries up but just use it cautiously if that's something you want to try